0: Good evening, folks. This is the Endless Celts. It's Friday night. Yous are the viewers, and we are all Glasgow Celtic. How are we doing? We're joined by John and Anthony. How are you doing, boys?
1: Good mate. Good. All good.
2: All good, good mate. Good. It's good to be back on. We had a wee fortnight break for the show, but oh. I kind of wait to get back on. Celtic and fine forum, like you say, it's Friday night, and I'm on a cup of tea in my Celtic mug. So
0: a wee cup it's of tea.
2: I'm on a wee
0: Prosecco with some wonky berries in it <laughs> Oh, That
2: oh, looks
1: tremendous Prosecco with berries in it <laughs> Wee bit of berries, kid, you
0: can't beat it, it just sweetens it up a wee bit, eh? as if I'm not sweet enough But anyway, we'll get into it uh, I noticed one of the first comments there was for Big Monty Boy, my pal <laughs> Telling me I've no good intelligent conversation We know it's a laugh What's this? <laughs> I mean, out the <laughs> <laughs> here he comes. Right, come on. Go easy, Monty. Big man's nervous here.
2: <laughs> we'll let him the asylum for the night, Monty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, right, before we get started, I'll just uh, obviously give everybody a reminder of the, the Super 6 that's on the screen there. Uh, league code is CF5VDD. I think there's 21 in it at the minute. Uh, if MD doesn't know about it yet, you just go into the the app or download the app and create an account if you haven't got it and just join the league Uh, it's just a bit of fun Uh, I think Franny's leading it now Uh, enough said about that but there's plenty of time to get the elephant (laughs) off the top of the table nobody knows how the elephant got there but it'll stay stay there for long but uh, aye so uh, again if he's wanting to join that it's a bit of fun Uh, good laugh and we'll have a bit of camaraderie and just update it uh, after every on the pod after each weekend uh, but aye get involved um, so aye getting I'm right into just
1: it just to add to that Ross sorry just, uh, we'll What's try and, sort, and, and encourage people to get involved and actually try we'll try and sort a wee prize for the winner aye, know, like, aye I,
0: I think anything we'll, massive we'll like, no no we'll sort something out like a aye. I don't know a 50 inch telly or something but uh, <laughs> 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 aye, nah, aye we'll, we'll get something sorted on that but um, aye so getting into it I'll just sort of do a, a brief overview of the Comarnet game again. Eh, obviously, you used to weren't only on Monday, so it just gives you a chance to give your thoughts on on the game. Eh, I'll come to you first, John, eh, co-host there, the man that's dealing with the comments tonight. What was your thoughts on just the game overall last Sunday? Obviously, with that's... five different goal scorers, so... Aye, uh, go it it it, a, uh,
1: good to see Jens scoring his second goal in as many games. Um, Again, Kyogo, Jackie Marcus, two overhead kicks in the one game. Uh, Starfelt as well, getting his first goal. Only took him a year. Uh, but, listen, it, it, it just, it, I mean, everything's pointing in the right direction at the minute. Eh? It's like, and again, it just shows you we've got goals out of this team. Uh, and that's bound to be surely a worry for everybody that comes up against us. Uh, and, and, and then, as, as we showed as well, I think a lot of us were concerned that the surface the we were playing on might play a factor because n- nobody at this level um, likes playing on an artificial surface. It looks like shit. It feels like shit. It's just shit, plain and simple. And it's, but we we controlled the game. We dominated. We scored the goals. Uh, so I I thought it was a fantastic result. And again, I, I we're going to do that quite a lot this season. I think a lot of teams are going to be at the hands of a
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, is that you? It must be finished. <laughs> that was a very abrupt finish. But uh, aye, I mean, in terms of a I think uh, aye that will not be look. will not be the first. It will not be the last time we do that to a team this season. I've heard a few folks saying that possibility we could maybe hit double figures in a game if we if it all clicks into place in the one game. Um, but what do you think of that, Anthony? Do you think that's possible? And the just an overview of the, the the game itself.
2: I, well, I actually put it in the, the the live chat on Monday night that it wouldn't surprise me if it actually did happen. Uh, to be honest, with so us. just in the forum that we're in there now. Obviously, it's you know it's a you know long shot of it ha- actually happening, but in te- just the way we are playing the now, um, certainly these high scoring uh, encounters, I think, are more than they could become a bit of a regularity regularity, like similar as what they were under um, Martin O'Neill in those you know early years. We used to regularly put five and six past the opposition. Uh, as for Sunday, yeah, um, boys are absolutely buying on. It was a joy to watch I, 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 on an a awful pitch, uh, a ground that, you know, we're old enough to remember that it was never a ground that we were ever particularly, we didn't always shine at Rugby Park. It, you know, many memories <laughs> there's dropping points down there, sometimes really important ones. Um, but they were absolutely brilliant, absolutely political marmock off the pitch. And like you say, five goals, four of them, Right out the top drawer. And uh, the, the other one, just a, just a wee bit of instinct for Starfelt. Second time we asking him, like, see that's him off the mark, um, finally, for, after a year. But it was great to see him back. And, of course, not forgetting, most importantly, that man-of-the-match performance from Gregory, which, who is just <laughs> uh, stepping up on levels every time. I um, can't, can't, can't say highly enough about, about the guy at the minute. I adore him. Aye
0: he's been excellent uh, so far at the start of the season (laughs) I think we've we've touched on him quite a bit this season Um, but I wanted to sort of come to O'Reilly and Turnbull now I'm not having a go at them at all by the way I'm not trying to be negative anyway just a a wee discussion point I thought myself I thought they were probably a bit quieter Uh, they went a bit unnoticed but nonetheless, they were still effective in the game. Uh, I thought they, they played okay. But w- would you agree, Anthony, they, they they sort of were a bit quieter and have... Well, certainly O'Reilly, I think, in the last couple of games, possibly a bit quieter, still went about his business, but not quite to the levels that he was maybe showing in the pre-season.
2: Yeah, I think it's maybe, you know similar to what happened with Maeda right at the start um, in the, the opening two games where, you know, Bobby, Bobby wasn't quite um, you know full steam ahead. You know, I think the, 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 Matt has kind of tailed off just a little bit, but, you know, the standards he was setting in pre-season, I think he'll, you know, I think he'll get back to them very quickly. and um, might even be as early as Sunday at uh, to Hearts. These, um, and, and I think that both the pitches that he's played on as well, I mean, Dingwall's notoriously really tight, you know, but O'Reilly likes to kind of spread the play and kind of be quite expansive uh, and, and tumble. you know it is all about you know just the rotation of the ball um, like you say they've not they've not played poorly by any standards they just might be having it, might have been hitting the heights and obviously with the the way that some of the other guys in the team are playing at the minute you know like you say they almost look average compared to the likes of Jota at the moment but um, yeah but, uh, and like you say maybe just just the way it, it's fell out the last um, couple of games but Sure, they'll be back to, to full forum uh, pretty soon. But um, just as I say, the way we're playing it now, it's just scintillating, man. I mean, it's just you, you can't wait for the next the next game to come at the minute. Um, we've had two, you know, you know, quite tough places to go in the last two games, uh, Rugby Park and, and up at Dingwall, and we've came away with very comfortable wins um, on both occasions. So, you know, it's good getting those kind of fixtures out the road before the European, uh, you know, adventures begin. But at this rate, we've got such a depth of squad now that you know, and Angie's obviously going to rotate a lot. But I think similar, you know, we, we, we say it's kind of similar to down the way that Klopp has it at Anfield. Doesn't matter the minute somebody else is brought in, they're ready to go because they have to. You know, they have to be called upon at any moment. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm just seeing a comment there for Paul Diet. He's saying he's sort of agreeing. They were both quiet, and the surface didn't. He? So i mm-hmm. tend to agree with that. That's maybe played and played a part as to why they were a bit quieter. And I mean not not by any stretch am I saying that the they, were the passengers or that on, on Sunday. What we <laughs> uh, By the way, he's no wrong. He's no wrong. Um, <laughs> but I mean do, obviously Hatati has been out injured, right, John? So mm-hmm. they too are playing alongside each other. I don't think they played alongside each other a great deal in the second half of last season. Obviously, because we had Rogic there, Beaton was coming in, etc. But do you think that possibly, like, do do you think they maybe don't, like O'Reilly and Turnbull, maybe don't work as well together in that three? Uh, I mean, personally, I'm I'm not sure it is that, but do you think it could be that? possibly
1: i mean they're two very very similar players i guess in terms of the position that they play um and uh i mean you certainly i think you lose a certain dynamic by playing both of them together uh, because of how similar they can be uh i do think though that if you if they played together often enough they would develop a partnership and, and they, they would it would develop quite well i don't think it's an inherent problem. I mean, obviously, when Hadassi comes back, I suspect he's going to be first choice and then it's going to be like O'Reilly and then tumble uh, or rotate uh, more often than not, I suppose. But I, I think that w- what Paul says about the surface probably played a part in their performance overall. But again, that we, we, we never really looked like getting out of, We weren't really out of third gear, so to speak. And mm-hmm. I mean, there was no need for them to absolutely play out their skin when we were that much in control. They, they'd done enough... Uh, when, when they got their opportunities uh, and they played part of the team game overall, so I am not. I wouldn't look too much into it, I don't think it's going to be something we're going to see throughout the season often, I think it was just a matter of circumstance, but mm-hmm. aye, it, 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 I mean I, I wouldn't base it t- too much I would, or I wouldn't have too much opinion rather on just the one sort of game with the performances together only too uh,
0: Well, I mean I mean I, I'm sort of just it sounds like I'm nitpicking. I'm not at all. We won 5 now. do you know what I mean? No. But it's, it's just it's a wee sort of thing that I, I kind of picked up during the game. Not, and again, a lot stress, none of the two of them played badly. They just, like Anthony alluded to, they maybe just didn't stand out as much as like a Jota or even a Taylor eh, in that game, if you take that game in isolation. but I think...
1: Sorry, I, I just that- wanted to add to what you said there. Bye. I think one of the things we need to t- take into consideration as well is because we're playing so well at the minute and we tend to see these guys all step up and they're all, they're all they're adding another level to their game each time we see them, Um that they've set such a high bar now that mm-hmm. if they don't meet it or exceed it, people are going to be like, oh, they looked a bit off. Um which I think is the same, especially for O'Reilly. I think this is going to be a breakout season for O'Reilly, and I think O'Reilly is <laughs> going to be integral with any success that we have. And I think he's going to play a massive part, and I think Tumble will do the same as well. I don't think he'll necessarily start every game, but he will play a part as well as everybody will. And I think that we've set such a high bar now that, mm-hmm. like, I know you're saying it's not nitpicking, and absolutely not. Like, we still won 5-9, as you said, but I think that because the bar's this high, that even if they're here, you're mm-hmm. still like, you're like, do you know what I mean?
0: Aye, I know. I totally get what you mean. Um, but I mean, I think we probably sometimes forget that. O'Reilly's what, is he twenty-one? Maybe twenty-two now. That's not mm-hmm. that old, really. Um, no. So, like we already to, we about I know about this. We be younger again, but we sort of alluded to, with. Well, he's he's only twenty year old or whatever. He's he's going to have peaks and troughs. Know that I'm saying. <laughs> O'Reilly's had a dip by any stretch but obviously Ange was in his press of the day he's said that Hatati has been in training he's he's batting fit uh, Anthony, for me I, I think probably hatate without ruining your lineup later on in the pod but uh, I think probably for me Hatati will come back in uh, on Sunday do, do you think he will? and if so what one do you think he'll come in for? Do you think it'll be O'Reilly or do you think it'll be Turnbull?
2: Uh, I think I think in a fully fit attack, would would go straight straight back. And I don't know; it will depend on how you know how heavy he's been training uh, on it this week. I know Ange tends to bring somebody back from an injury from the subs bench. Um, so I'm mean, think- I, deb- I definitely think he'll feature. Without it, he'll absolutely feature at some point. Um, I, I think, and and a full squad, a fully pitched uh, deck of cards to pick from. I think it would be Hattati McGregor and O'Reilly at this point. Um, which maybe sounds a bit harsh on on the turnball, But I just think that's just the, the nature of the beast. I think O'Reilly is <laughs> obviously an Ange signing, and you know he's not he's not done anything necessarily to merit being dropped. So, but I think like you said I don't, None of these guys, I think, are going to be maybe apart from McGregor, are going to be like mainstays week in, week out constantly. There will be that chopping and changing, like you say. Um, Probably to the point where if somebody isn't playing, like it's not necessarily a surprise. Like at the moment, you know, you look at the uh, Abadha's stats for last season. Abadha's not starting at the minute and, and nobody's surprised because you've got Jota and Maeda. Whereas it might get to the point and a couple of if, if Abada keeps doing the business off the bench, <laughs> if you then see Abada's name on the on the team sheet, you're, it's not because any of the other, the two other two guys in the wing have been playing poorly. It's just like you go right. Well, he's been coming on. He's been doing what he's needed to do. So he starts. It's just that that, that I think rotation will be a lot more of a normality uh, under Ange, especially in season two. mm Mm-hmm. Um... What about
0: yourself, John? What do you think in terms of uh, if Atati comes back in, what one do you think? I mean, for me, I would have to say probably O'Reilly as well. I think it's evident that O'Reilly's been getting picked before Turnbull recently, but what's what's your thoughts on that? Aye, I, would, I, would, I would
1: say that once Atati's back uh, at full fitness and he's ready to start in the team again, it'll probably be Turnbull will be the one that's uh, sacrificed, so to speak, in mm-hmm in order to fit him back into the team. Uh, and as I said, because I, I feel that Hatati or that, at least that midfield three at the minute would seem to be the first choice uh, across the board would be Calmack, Hatati, O'Reilly. Um, so I, I expect that that's probably going to be the case going forward. Uh, as Anthony said, though, and, uh, and as I touched on earlier, I, I think that we're lucky that we're in a position where we've got a team filled with players who can come in and play various different positions because it means that the team can rotate and every single week, we everybody on this pod, we try and guess what the starting lineups <laughs> going to be, and we're, we're always wrong. And it just shows you that's that's the sort of level of depth that you're playing me, and it's very very difficult to predict what i just thinking. And maybe, like you say, he, he might decide uh, for a certain fixture, Turnbull is a better option. And like I say, it, it's the comment, of who, I can't remember who it was. Sorry, uh, that brought, brought it up, but in the Champions League, it was uh, I've read, uh like you say, David's ball retention is superior to Rio's. So that might be a factor in and deciding to start him ahead of Hattati in a Champions League fixture, for example. So, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I think generally, yes, Hatati will be the, the, the sort of the go-to guy at, at, in the beginning of the games or, or, or to start. I don't think he'll start this Sunday. Uh, I think if we build up a comfortable enough lead, then he'll get a few minutes in his legs. Um, mm-hmm. Like Staffel did, uh, by uh, uh, once he's fully
0: fit, then I believe that he'll be starting. Aye, um, well, I actually think he probably is fully fit because Ange said last week that he was he was in he was he'd been training and he was probably ready to play, but he felt, he felt there was no point in risking him on, on that surface. But he's been no, training all week. Point. He's been excuse me, he's been training all week, so
1: mm-hmm.
0: there's a good chance he might start. But again, it goes back to it. He's sort of alluded to it alluded to it, both these there. At, at times I look at it certainly domestically, and when you're if you're not playing a, a European team or Rangers, I think it doesn't matter to me what lineup Ange puts out, I'm gonna be super confident that they'll they'll get the three points. It's when you go to that next level of team and whether really you like our no Rangers compared to others are that next levely team and then European football again is another level. And I think it, get, it then gets to the point where you're saying to yourself, right, we need this guy. Like, everybody was arguing for Giacomacchus to play against Rangers rather than Kyogo. Do you know what I mean? Things like that. That's when it starts getting a real debate. But in terms of games like Kilmarnock and that, I think we can utilise the squad pretty well and whoever you, you decide to play is, is going to have enough uh to 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 get the three points. <clears throat> yeah. But um aye. So, I, mean, I think it's fair to say we, we all agree that O'Reilly and Turnbull are, are still very good players and they've no went off the boil. Uh but moving on uh, what John?
1: I just absolutely agree.
0: Oh I so I thought you were I thought you were going to say <laughs> something else there. Um I oh, no. so I'm just going to touch on the the viewer takeover. Just a wee reminder I'm sure most of the guys, I don't know how many are watching right now um, but I'm sure most of the guys are all aware now that we're doing this VR takeover in which it will be the last Friday every two months. That's what we're running with it now. Depends on the amount of interest we get. We might make it uh, every month. But again, if you want to be, get involved in that and come on the show uh, and give your thoughts rather than in the comments, then just message any as direct. You can message the Ender Silks page uh, and we're not going to say no to you uh, as long as you're not a criminal you'll, you'll be all good <laughs> <laughs> But uh, well, I just
1: that as well Daniel says so Kaiser is the first stone uh, and mm. that's uh, the end of this month um, and then uh, Jed um, Jed Thomas is coming on mm. uh, and then I think we've got, at the minute that's everything concrete but I know Alistair Jack is jumping at the Alistair Alistair well. Alistair's come on. Alistair listen, invitations open, mate. If you're definitely up for it, just drop me a message and we'll get it penciled in um, and we'll get you on. Uh, so then we'll go to the first three already after the bat. So as I said, as long as the, the interest in all that is is high, we might need to obviously bring it down because at the minute we're doing it once every two months. Aye, just get in touch if you're interested in coming on, on. But Danny, no. Danny come on and be an absolute rocket, please.
0: And by the way.
1: Any, any, uh, any, keep the language to uh, uh, you know what I mean? Well, like
0: language. we they like,
1: certain terms will be frowned upon, shall we say? Aye, uh,
0: uh, well, I mean,
1: uh, don't want to get blacklisted. I,
0: uh, <laughs> aye, no, so, yeah, I've nearly had this blacklisted a few times, but
1: well,
0: uh, like uh, aye, aye, anyway, so we'll move on. Aye, uh, I want to sort of touch on Aaron Moy, uh, he came on so, on Sunday. What's this?
1: Uh, Ryan, as far as I know, mate, it's indefinitely.
0: Ah, it's all the time, as long right? as
1: we've got guys ready to come on, then it'll just continue to be a thing. It'll be a regular thing.
0: That's what I was going to say as well. By the way, I've said it before and I'll say it again. If Monty's coming on, I'm on with the big man. Me and him are having a laugh. <laughs> He's got some good banter. <coughs> but anyway, move on to the next... I'm a fun-loving criminal. See, here he goes. <laughs> He's always got an answer, hasn't he? <laughs> uh, right, moving on. Aaron Moy. Um, he came on on Sunday. I thought he, he The game was won. What are you screwing your face up at, John? I'll get to that. <laughs> the game was won when he came on, right? Fair enough. But... For me, I think he, he came on and done exactly what Ange wanted him to do. I think, I said it in the chat on Sunday, I think he recycles the ball constantly. He keeps it simple, 10-yard passes. And so far in the evidence of what I've seen, he looks, he looks more an Ange player than I even like imagined that he could have. I, I think he... I don't... I just I I'm not saying that he's going to start the now, but I think in time he's been I think he's been brought in to sort of do the McCarthy job. I think he's well out of the picture, uh, and I think in time he he might start stating a claim for a starting slot. What do you think on that, John? Right. So I'm not saying regularly, by the way. But I, I don't know. Tell
1: us, definitely, I, I, as it stands at the minute, based on the players we've got, it's not going to be a he's not going to be a regular addition. Um, just on the why thing, though, like you said, I know he came on and done his job, he done what he needed to do. Um, but he just, I don't. There's just something about him. I'm no like that's why I was screwing my face up because mm-hmm. I, I want him to succeed. Obviously, I do. Um, I, I do. had sort of trepidations about him coming in anyway, um, and, and we touched on that. And I just for me, it was a wee bit an uninspiring signing. Uh, but again, he's in the he's in the club now. He's, he's wearing the jersey, and I want him to succeed. I want him to do well. I've just not seen anything firm yet in the appearances he's had that excites me, so to speak. Uh, I'm hoping it comes. It might come in the future. Um, once he's up to full fitness and everything else and, and, and he's, he's fully adjusted into the team because as with any new player that comes in, you're having to adjust to a new style. And we touched on this with Staffel and everybody else as well. Uh, last season, uh, uh, he'll get his chance to, to, to perform and, and, and improve and all that. And I'll, 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 I'll sort of keep my judgment minimal, I guess, uh, in, in terms of... I'm not going to slate the guy. But no. I'm just not seeing... Anything from him that makes me go, by the way, th- this guy could turn out to be an absolute player for us. I think he, he like you say, is he, he, he's good to come on if you've got a lead and you're comfortable and to see the game out. You can trust him enough to do something like that. But mm-hmm. when it comes, if, if, if it's in crunch time and stuff like that, I don't see him being a guy that and sh- or I would personally at this point anyway, would turn to to, to be somebody as a game changer.
0: Aye. I mean, that's fair enough. I don't. I don't look upon him as a game-changer as such. Uh, purely because I think he's well. He's probably going to play any time he does come in, he's probably going to play the... And by the way, road. Scott,
1: you're, you're, can I just say as well, just in response to that, because th- this is another thing, man. Celtic fans are quick to jump on other Celtic fans' fucking backs. And I'm not saying, Scott, that that's generally aimed at me, that comment, because but I was the one speaking when you wrote it. But what I want to say is... It's 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 not a case of like what you're saying being fickle. It, we're all entitled to an opinion, right? And as I said, he's in a Celtic jersey, and I'm sure everyone he is. No matter what your opinion of the guy is, you want him to perform. You want him to do well. Like anybody that comes to the club, you're no put you're right no writing them all straight away. all you know the rest that you want players to succeed, right? So, but for listen, he's he's he hasn't played enough games, and like I say, he might come good, and that if he does fantastic, that's I want that to happen, of course I do. But as it stands at the minute, he's not a game changer for me, and that's what I'm commenting on. And I, I just All don't right. feel he's going to be a kind of impact player. He's not like that. He's a kind of guy you bring on to see games out. like with that, like exactly like what we're doing with McCarthy, sort of tailing the last season as well. When when you've got a comfortable lead, he's a guy you can bring on, rest some legs, and to see a game. Out. But he's no a guy that you're bringing on to change a game. Is what I'm saying.
0: Right. Well, I understand what you're saying there. Uh... And Armoy's never going to be a guy like a Jota, for instance, or an Abada. He's not going to get you the big, the big goals, the big moments, moments of class. But I think he, he'll go about his business quietly in the middle of the park. He'll play the sixth role. He'll keep the ball. What we need to do in that team, for me, I don't know what you think about this, Anthony. I'll, I'll say, I'll give my thoughts and then see what you think. For, Domestically Right now At the moment We're playing one game a week I think You'll find it'll be What we've said To Tati O'Reilly Probably McGregor Turnbull might come in Moyle come off the bench See when it See when we get into The Champions League And we're playing Away from home Against Whoever it may be Right whoever, We don't know Who we're going to get I, I, I would be inclined to, just purely because of how well he keeps the ball, it's nothing fancy, it's 10-yard passes, but he keeps it all the time, he keeps the ball moving all the time. Down the year, Celtic have lost a lot of goals away from home in the Champions League We the ball away in silly areas. I think Aaron Moy, the way he keeps the ball, I would be inclined to start him in the games, just to, not even to protect the, the back four, but a partnership, Jens, and um, CCV and McGregor and Moy as that base to build for the back and bring us out and relieve the pressure and then get it to the guys who are game changers. I think that could work brilliantly. What, what, what do you think of that, Anthony?
2: Yeah, t- I totally agree. And, and like you say, um, at the start of the, the the topic, Ross, it's hard to, you know, like you say, the game's won and, you know, Jota himself isn't going to change a game coming off a bench when you're 5-0 up because it is just all about seeing the game out at this point um, but that that's exactly the type of role I think he'll be he might not be a game changer he might well be a game keeper um, if that kind of phrase makes sense but it, it'll be a case of you know if we're talking about one of the guys who's most lauded in our you know, recent history we're thinking the past 20 years um, for doing the unspectacular stuff but doing it well as one of our most favourite sons in Neil Lennon although there was obviously the, the you know there was an element of support that that didn't take to him and Lambert being in the same team either but you know i moys not going to you know be doing maradona goals in 86 you know dribbling past six or seven players and scoring but he might be the guy that prevents a creative player on the opposing team from doing it and then getting the ball to your Jota's your Maedas, your Attatis your McGregors um and like you say, and, and and it's we're always going to be dominating most, getting ninety nine percent of games domestically. It's when you go into that stage in Europe, where the whole sort of approach to a game changes. It's it's a totally different style of football, and I think I think you're bang on. And it's also why I think any talk of um, the likes of James Forrest being out the door is is, is, a, is a nonsense as well because. I think with all the experience he brings, a game away from home in Europe, um, you know the, the ball does stick to James a wee bit more sometimes when he's out on the right. So the guys with those that, that type of experience, I think that it'll be those sort of nights where uh, they feature more. So yeah, I think you know it's early days. He's you know you can't pay, make any sort of. You know, get get you know base any opinion off off a couple of subs appearances. He's, he's done what he's needed. To, he's done what he's been asked to do. He's done it okay. And um, yeah, but I I, I this is a, a player that Ange has made a big play for both last season and this. And um, yeah, like you say, he's not going to go down in history as a, a Lubo Maravcic player, but I think he he will play a part, a big part in what we hope will be a successful season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and
0: just coming back to you John I know obviously you've got your reservations And you're quite entitled to it And I understand why Because we haven't seen a great deal of him I'm only going off what I've seen in the Premier League And what I've seen so far And I've made the assumption That he could maybe play The role that I've spoke about in Europe But then on the other hand You look at it And we've down the years we've waxed Lyrical about Rogic And etc and then we go to Europe and even guys like Rogic is found wanting. So I understand your reservations, John. But in terms of that like role that I've suggested, do you, do you think he you could do you think you could play that?
1: I'm hoping he can. Because we're going to need somebody that can. Absolutely. And like I says, I'm not writing the guy off by any means. I'm saying what I've seen up until now, he doesn't strike me as a kind of player that's going to be like... Let's say we play him in Europe, right? Or like you alluded to, he starts even. Do um, I think he's got the, the sort of pace to, to, to sort of keep up when we're getting pressed? Because in the SPFL, absolutely. Really? But in Europe, it's going to be a different animal altogether. Teams are not going to sit back like the day when we play them here. And they're going to come at us. We're, going, we're coming up against some of the best teams in the world. And mm-hmm. they're not going to fear us in the slightest. And they're going to gun at us, and we're going to gun at them. And this is where we need to be reliant on, especially our defensive guys. And Moy is going to be trusted, if he's playing in that sort of role, he's going to be trusted to help the back four, as you alluded to. And, I mean, like, is he going to have the legs on him to, to, to sort of maintain that for 90 minutes against a Real Madrid, for example? I don't think, he, listen, I'm just, I, I, I want him to prove me wrong. Please, I'd love it. Hi. And, like you say, there was no fee, there was no outlay for him in that sense. So, I mean, it is very, very low risk. But you also have to look at the fact that, I mean, and I, I, I just want to touch on this. But you mentioned that it was a. You're basing an your opinion on what you've seen him in the Premier League, which I, I get, I understand it. But that was a number of years ago. And he's since had a, almost a career ending injury um, that he's come back for. And. I'm not saying that that's going to affect him, but players who have these injuries, it's no, it can be hit or miss. Sometimes you come back stronger, sometimes you don't. And like I says, he's he's at the he's coming into the sort of the, the latter end of his career, all right. And I don't know. I just think for me, Europe would be a big risk. I'd love him to be able to play that holding midfield role, and he'd do it really, really well. Take the ball, sort of bring the game back bring them back, the rest of the guys back into the game and get the ball forward and assist in that, absolutely. But I just based on what I'm seeing, I can't even see it happening.
0: I mean, it's fair enough. I mean I'm I'm making an assumption off of what I've seen. You're making an assumption off of what you've seen. Time will tell on Armoy, but Absolutely for, I think he's a different player. As much as I'm taking for what I've seen in the Premier League, I think He's going to play play a different role in this Celtic team in terms. He'll not be as far up the pitch as what he did play with Huddersfield, and I think I don't know. I was going to say I think you'll maybe see a better player. What he did, maybe know that because he got he got goals and that, and he done it in the Premier League. I just think he's. I keep going back to his ball retention for me is made for us to play away from home in Europe because I think we all know. I don't know if you agree with us, Anthony. I think we all know that we are going to have a go, home or away, whoever it may be. And let's let's get real. We might try and have a go, but that's not to say we will be able to, because the quality teams we're going to come up against is got to be a different level. But I think if we do try and have a go, he I think he's the perfect foil. You could push McGregor up, I think he's the perfect foil for guys like McGregor, Hittati, whoever it may be that gets picked in front of him. Um, I don't know what my question is to you, Anthony, but just
2: elaborate on that. <laughs> no, I, I think in terms of the like the European, um, what the sort of pre-match tactics is going to be, you're, you're buying on, Ross. I think it was probably one of Rodgers' um, biggest problems is, you know, like a lot of them says, oh, he's trying to do in Scotland what he's doing in Europe. I've always seen it the complete opposite. I always see, seem to think that he, he was trying to be a bit more defensive, and the, the more you try and keep these teams at bay by playing part of the bus football, <coughs> that, that, those tactics only work every so often. They, you know, they, you you might be like, you could argue we played part of the bus football against Barcelona that night, and it just um, you know ninety nine times out of hundred we would have lost that night, but it was. You know, it was the emotion around the occasion, hundred twenty fifth birthday. You know, so, you know the stars align, as you a phrase you like to, to use sometimes regarding Brendan, um, Brendan himself. But the, every so often, you'll get a result like that. But more often than not, if we go into a game and try and keep the score, you know, respectable, these teams will just run over the top. Of you. So, so why not? You know, just be like you can't. You, the way we play them out it's attack, attack, attack. So you you can't go for that. Being taught that daily, that's how we play. This is how we always play. And then, you know, the Sunday after your your, your latest one, all right, boys, it's PSG in three in three days' time. So what we're going to do is we're, we're going to start training on how to play a defensive game. It won't work. You're, you're, okay. your, the outcome will just be just as bad, if not worse, as, then, as if you go, right, well, just go out and play what you play. I, I think players are more comfortable playing the way they're trained more repeat, you know, on a more um, consistent basis. So, I'd, I'd be gutted personally if we went out, if we had like a and went out with some kind of ultra defensive approach even against the likes of Liverpool or a or, or a Madrid or a, or a Man City because it's you, you the way we are playing it now I think is the best of what we can do. It's it's all out attack. It's a flair. It's you know the the Celtic way. So you're like if, if the the cameras are never going to be you know, you know, but you know the, the lights never going to be brighter than when you play in the Champions League. So go out and say like this: This is how we play football. Might not, might not get us out of the group. Might not, you know, we we might have to take a few, you know, sword ones. But it's still like I. Hey, at least we go out and we did what we do. We, we, we're not going to be dictated to by anyone else how how we approach the game. I I would personally far rather do that than, you know. Have every you know sit on the eighteen yard line for ninety minutes and and pray for a miracle. It's just probably just me, but that's that's just the way I like I like to approach a
0: game. I mean I agree with you there, but I don't think like you, you hear people saying, "No, oh, we have to try and sort of do what Rangers have been doing." And uh, I understand, mm-hmm. but the way Rangers set up in Europe and it works, by the way, and mm-hmm. they're not ultra defensive. They have a go at teams at home. Yeah. But we've not got the players to play that way at, at mm-hmm. the minute. We are, we are, a f- we play with flair. We're like you say, attack, attack, attack. It's the only way we know. Mm-hmm. Listen, hindsight, it might not be the right way to play, and we might, mm-hmm. we might get found out. We might get a wee fright. We might get a surface But I think at home we'll give a few teams a, a couple of sore faces mm-hmm. as well. If we can, if we can take, I mean, we don't know who we're playing, but. At the, I don't know what you think about this John but it's difficult to say because you don't know who you're playing but if we can maybe get two wins and a draw at home even take a point away from home it might give you third it might be some miracle give you second but I mean I would take that at this stage and take third and go into Europa League what about yourself
1: I think that's if we're like I mean you want us to perform to the absolute best of your ability and but I mean Qualifying for the group stage would absolutely like that's what we all want to happen. That would be fantastic. Best case scenario is that's with Hams, but if we're being realistic, like you said, third place would be that would be a decent showing. And if you can if you can gather some points across the way, then I would be happy with that. I mean, I, I don't think anybody you might get some silly like fancy. Oh, we should be looking to win every single game. Of course we should, but if we're realistic, that's not always going to happen, especially in the Champions League. Um. I'll, I'll allude to the fact that you said about getting teams that go and Anthony I, I made a lot of good points as well and but I, we, we will we will score goals <laughs> I, we will score goals I don't think anybody that, I mean like I said we're not going to be playing against teams that play against us with 10 men behind the ball that's not going to happen teams are going to be open they're going to attack us and if we find gaps so a, a few guys have said as well like is a perfect sort of player to utilise, because if you can play a ball through to him and utilise his pace, then getting the ball in behind some of the guys, because there will be a lot more open, we could punish some teams, and I think we'll definitely, we'll, I, listen, we're going to concede, we will concede goals, but Bye. we're going to score goals as well, so there's every possibility that you, we, we can pick up points in in the group, regardless of who we get, and regardless of how tough it is, so, I, I mean, I'm excited for it, man, just being back in it is 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 massive, and uh, like I said, I want us to get a good show, and we might get scudded, we might we might even scud a team depending on who we get. Who knows? But it, it's just exciting, and like I said, I'm not way to throw all our eggs in one basket. League's still always priority number one, and mm-hmm. if if we can get give ourselves a decent showing in the Champions League, and then fall into the Europa, which I think definitely suits us better, then absolutely.
0: Aye, uh, I mean, I... Uh... Just when you're talking there I had a wee A wee thought Like We were at the early stage Of our, our process or build Last season When we played in that Europa League group stage And we got nine points Right And mm-hmm. we, we We conceded a hell of a lot of goals But we scored a lot of goals And we, we done Okay In general Obviously we're a bit further on In the process This time Absolutely. But it's a higher standard The team we're going to be playing I think if we got nine, I think nine points again is realistic. Uh, just going off a, like, if because we're further in the, the build now, but we're playing a better quality team, if that makes sense, it, it could sort of marry what happened last season in a lesser tournament. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I, I think nine points could be realistic. What do you, what do you think, Anthony? I, I,
2: I think it's one of those ones. We could very easily get nine, and we could very easily get zero. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and the margins for error are, are 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 so fine. I mean, we'll probably bring it up and I get round to the season. Um, know we're going to try and do some champion, more Champions League rewinds as the season goes on. The season, um, <coughs> Lenny's final season in charge. Uh, the year after we um, we qualified for the last sixteen. So there've been season. 2012, 2013. We drew Ajax, AC Milan, and oh, I'm trying to think who the other team. I think it was Barcelona again, wasn't it that year? Mm-hmm. We, I think, if I remember correctly, all the other, all the teams in, in unison tweeted that, that, that it was the group of champions, you know, because all four. It was only the first time that all four uh, right. group participants had won the European Cup before, and we finished um, that year that that group with three points. But we probably played better in a lot of the games than what we did in the, the previous um, to but when we got 10, um, still the only uh, side to ever, a Scottish side to ever get 10 points in a Champions League group stage. You, but the margins were so thin, you know. We lost 2 1 to Barcelona, it was, sorry, 1 0 to Barcelona at Celtic Park. But, you know, just before they scored, we hit the crossbar. We went toe to toe with Ajax. Lost a magical goal, lost one 0 and it's just that th- those little fine marks, Even we b- b- were we outplayed AC Milan for most of the game. in The San Siro didn't take our chances. They punished us with two late goals. So it's all about it's it's so um, you know it's so tight. But I think uh, uh, the way we the way we should think it is you know the the fans are going to be up for it. The play, I you mean, know any of the. You know, anyone that thinks that um, those no, that, that I, I, Ibrox is that you know the, the incredible noise and the unrivalled atmosphere, you know they've had a, a wee fair bit of airplay the last um, you know ten months. But you know, just wait till the big team rolls into town, and um, we're going to show you exactly what a <laughs> special European atmosphere sounds like. Can't wait! Liverpool, Madrid, Dortmund—we could get all three. Bring them on! Aye, <laughs> listen, we
0: went off on a wee tangent there. I didn't expect to talk about the Champions League.
2: When they we be like
0: even. And, and listen, <laughs> we have the, the draw hasn't even been made, but that sort of whetted the appetite there a wee bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can't actually. I'm I'm buzzing for the draw next. What is it? Thursday next Thursday. Next Thursday think, absolutely yeah. buzzing for it. Uh, really looking forward to it. And what will be will be. But uh, moving on, I'm going to move on to, and give you guys the floor here because you are the <laughs> the the numbers men, the board men, the money men. I'm just going to give you the floor and listen intently. Uh, John, I'm going to just let you speak about the Sky Deal and see if I can learn a few things, because I'm very way out with way, what, what it's all about. I, I, so I look at numbers sometimes, and if there's more than five lines, I'm just like, nah. So go for it, John. Talk about bit about the Sky Deal, and then... Once John said his piece, you can sort of counter him, Anthony, and or no, no, not so much counter him, but just mm. give your thoughts. Nice. I'm all ears. I'm all ears.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How long have we got? Uh, nah, listen. I, I think most of us as fans, when we seen the, the the announcement of this Sky deal, we're kind of looking at it like, here we go again, and it it it's another it's another. It's the SPFL and the, the incompetency, the the guys at the round table, so to speak, and, and they're seriously undervaluing the game here. And I, I, it's no much better than the last deal we had either, if you actually look at it. I think that they, they try and, they always, you always see the media all print how much the deal is over, like if it's a five year deal, they'll put the big number up so that it looks like quite a lot of money. But when you break it down, it turns out it's absolute shite. So. What was it? I was reading that I, I've, I've wrote a couple of things down here that I wanted to sort of touch on because I can't bring it all off the top of my head. But right. so as it stands at the minute, um, the 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 new partnership something between twenty nine and a half to thirty million uh, a season, um, and it's only for uh, it, it's it's on the premise that it's for up to sixty games, but they only have an obligation to show forty eight, right? So right away, like that—that's you're taking the the game up here as a liberty because you're saying, well, th- this is how many games we can we can show, but we'll show it at, at least this amount. And Aye, the they, deal- they should
0: show the full quota, shouldn't they?
1: Uh, they should show the full quota, absolutely. Um, so they say that it would be up to sixty games a season, but an obligation to show 48. If you go on previous <laughs> seasons, they've never met the the total amount that they paid for. Um, it's always been the bare minimum, um, and at, again, it, the last time they made a deal with the SPFL, uh, it was sort of everybody was sort of crowing at it and saying you're undervaluing the league, and it, it's an absolute disgrace. Uh, so they've the went as I says uh, sorry, forty two is their obligation, uh, but what they're doing is, and this is a sort of like a wee thing that the the that Sky are. And th- this is the one thing that... Bo- this bothers me so fucking much.
0: So <laughs> bothers you? <laughs>
1: Aye. So... Oh Sky have turned around and told the SPFL that with, uh, along with this deal, they will allow, right? And this is an agreement between Sky and SPFL. They will allow the teams to broadcast their own matches, certain matches, as long as they're not shown on Sky. Uh, any matches that are not shown on Sky, um, they, they can show... The the matches on a pay per view basis, right? Um, but th- these terms are being dictated by Sky, like, and and the SPFL are just fucking bending over and taking it. And it, it's 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 a ridiculous premise to set when you're letting the TV companies. And we we know. I'll get to the figures in just a second. We we and where we sit in comparison to other leagues, but we know that Sky take the absolute piss and they devalue the game up here. They're only really interested, in let's be honest, in Celtic and the Rangers. That's it. And if, if they could get away with it, they would just offer us money to show the, the derby games and they would, they, would, they would just take the piss. But obviously the SPFL, they're not that stupid. They're not going to accept something like that. But they're gaining us absolute bare bones here. And it's a it's a fucking joke that it's even being considered and talked about. Um, but just Has it, has it you know, been agreed? Sorry, John. Has it, has it been agreed yet?
0: Or is that just... What's on the table?
1: <clears throat> I think that's what's been tabled, but there's no na- there's no competing bids like BT Sport are on the table in an offer, at least that we know of. There's nothing being reported about it. But other leagues have got Amazon, Amazon Prime pay eh, to show games across the board on, on their channel as well. Eh, Apple TV play pay in excess of hundreds of millions to show games on theirs. Uh, the the major the, the, the MLS is a prime example, right? The, every single game. In America, every single game, regardless of who it is, in that top is shown, and they receive something like half a billion. Um, And you've got this is an English Premier League, right? As as it's reported, is 1.6 billion. That's fucking 53 times more than what they're offering to show the, the minimum 42 games. In, in Scotland, yeah. and that's across. That's oh. not just that's not just the Scottish Premier League. That that's Scottish, or at least in the terms of the deal, what I've read. That that includes Scottish uh, Premiership and Championship. And then you've got uh, Poland. I'm, I've I've wrote a list of these teams: Poland, Norway, Sweden, at least uh, Serie B, Denmark, Belgium, Turkey, the English Championship, which is four times more than Scotland get uh, And English is that all won...
0: coming from Sky?
1: No 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 the other countries they've they've all got their own broadcasting right, rights. But right. what I'm saying is, is is these are companies within that sort of area that are paying it's not
0: a, you can't really you can't really compare that though if <clears throat> if Sky it's different companies in it.
1: But what I'm saying is is we, we you've got Sky here, right? You've got BT Sport, you've got a uh, Premier Sports, you've got other companies, um that, that here Amazon, Apple, that, that operate within the UK, that they, they they offer teams in other leagues, hundreds of millions. Sky pay through the nose again in Germany as well, uh, but I'm just pointing out like we're behind all these English League One. We're on par with English League One in terms of the monetary value that they they sort of what's distributed to them. Uh, Portugal, everywhere else, and every single one of them is above us. We we're on par. I think, monetary-wise, uh, we, uh the Romanian Premier League. Uh, I mean, if you're, if you're looking at, in terms of its domestic product and everything else, and the teams that we've got, the seal of fishing, and where Scotland is ranked in the world, the fact that we're so undervalued in terms of TV money is absolutely ridiculous. And when you've got leagues like... I mean, you can understand. You sort of uh, England's uh, sorry, Spanish League One and Two, Germany uh, top two divisions, uh, Serie A, Serie B leagues, uh, France's first and second division. They're they're on like ten times more, significantly, significantly higher sums than we are. But what, the, what pisses me off is that the SPFL just the first offer that comes in. I don't know what the negotiation process is like, so I can't really speak to that. But it seems like we're quite happy to just take whatever's fucking given to us because there doesn't seem to be an alternative. And so that then begs the question is, at what point does the SPFL then turn around and say, you know what, you're undervaluing us. We need to start looking at alternatives. And I've got this whole, I could do an entire episode in this other model that's based on sort of similar to... You should. I mean, it's based on a similar model to how America... Day things like I said, every single game in America, regardless of who it is in the top of flight, is broadcast. Every single team gets a fair cut of the money, and they get paid a decent amount. And that's just the the TV rights. They've then got they, they've then got the opportunity to then sell their own pay per view rights as well. Like Celtic used to do with Celtic TV for overseas territories out with the UK. You remember um, if a game was shown on Sky here, if if you never had access to Sky and you were in the UK, you could watch it. Uh, mm-hmm. if you were abroad, you had access to Chelsea TV, you could pay pay-per-view um, Still can But this is what I mean, it's like we need to sort of turn around and, and develop a model or sit, all the clubs within Scotland, first in the Championship even, need to sit down and talk to Sky, no Sky, need to talk to the SPFL and work out an alternative and I think that that is just telling them, oh to get to fuck and then start asking like, or, or or start putting a hand out and then saying like, well we'll give you some matches Like the big, big, big games, but but I mean, like I said, I I could sit here for another two hours talking about that model, I'm not going Uh, to be right now. But but do you know something needs to change? And like I said, it's what they're taking the absolute piss.
0: See, I I heard you saying there that there's no other other alternatives. Do you know, think that a bit like when English teams are coming in for our big players, the low ball is. Do you know think maybe Sky are low and by the way, I'm I'm no totally clued up. Do you know maybe Sky are lowballing us in terms of T V deal because they know there's no another alternative? What's going on with Tony there? Dana, well,
2: Dana you know, you know Tyson Fury. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> as you can see the wonders of technology, mate. I phones just balancing <laughs> precariously or um on a book. So uh, <laughs> I thought I was gonna get away with it. As you say, we're absolutely uh, full of professionalism here at Endless Silks.
1: No, listen. I, I, they absolutely are lowballing us at every opportunity, I, and this is where we need to start asking the question: like, where is BT Sport in this? Like, why are they not offering? Could, do, when was it? It was. Oh, I'm, I'm going back a wee while now, but remember when it was Satanta came in, mm-hmm. and Satanta were like, they were the biggest offer that we had at the time, and we fucking bit the hand off them. We got it. Like, I know they they eventually folded or whatever, but. What I'm saying is, you've got BT, you've got ITV, you've got BBC, you've got Amazon, you've got Apple, you've got fucking, there's other platforms, there's plenty of other platforms, but none of them seem to be interested. And Sky, because they're the only ones, like you mentioned, they're taking the absolute piss, and this is what I'm saying. We need to just tell Sky, we need to renegotiate the deal and start demanding more money. And have a plan B in place if they turn around and reject it, or just totally just tell them to get to fuck, and then just start going. We need to. We're going to work out a model where every team in Scotland benefits, um, top two divisions, and something that works for everybody. Hmm. But and it sort of poses the other thing.
0: It sort of poses the question, though, going off of what you're saying that all these like streaming sites and that why do they know. Putting an offer on the table, I don't know. What, what, what's your thoughts on it, Anthony,
2: and what I've just said there? Well, the the, the problem is usually entails in, in that like as you have the you know the person in the right and the person in the wrong. The problem is <laughs> when it comes to the SPFL and the TV broadcasters both and the some most of the clubs themselves. ours included, that has to be said. Um. The problem is, is they've all been guilty of not sort of promoting our game the way the way it should be. We went down the road of trying to do the, you know, the Russian roulette twenty years ago when um, when when the SPL was first created. Sky gave the clubs, you know, it was a pretty big TV deal by by all, all means concerned. Obviously, the TV money in England was nowhere near quite as much as what it was now. So there was the comparison, uh, hence why Celtic were able to compete with the likes of Spurs or buy players for Chelsea and whatnot. Out with United, maybe the top four, Celtic Rangers were able to compete. But the problem was, when it came around year 2000, 2001, to renegotiate that deal, Sky offered pretty much the same terms. And um, they, they did, the SPL did exactly what John suggested. They were like, you're insulting Scottish football. Take take that deal off the table, which they duly did. And they gave all that money to the English Championship. Hence why you had this nonsense of SP, we're going to do our own channel and we're going to do, you know, SPL TV. And you ended up having 10 clubs resigning for the league. With the possibility Celtic Rangers playing each other every week was going to happen. We then had, we got, you know, landed with a a makeshift BBC deal which was nowhere near, it kept the show on the road, but it, it in no way was as financially beneficial as Sky, even though you could argue the BBC coverage was, was possibly better. We then had the issue where we went with the highest bidder, Satanta, in 2006 or 2005 or 2006, I think. Well-lauded at the time, but the problem was all their promises were built on sand. You know, to quote a phrase from our pal James Forrest, it was safe economics. Um, because, you know, th- th- they were promising all this money, but they didn't have the capital to, to you know, give it. You then had the, the deals with ESPN, p- part deals with Sky. But the, the problem is, and I, I agree, BT sports coverage is by far and the way better than Sky's. But, you know, money makes the world go round, unfortunately. And the problem is, when it came to this last deal, the one that we're currently in, um, Sky outbid BT. You know, and that that's that and you know, BT might look as though they, they want to promote the game better and they do. I think it's a far better pro- channel to watch. But when it push comes to shove to them actually boom for a bid, sky outbid them. And that, that this is where it gets frustrating. And um and where it, what I mean by the fact that there's there's guilty parties and all of this, I include the clubs as well, because um, I think Frank Brennan was saying about you know Ross County Dundee United. When you when the, the TV cameras roll into these stadiums, they're all dilapidated. They're half full. If you're lucky, they've got their training goals set up at the side of the pitch. I mean, it looks like an amateur production. And you're like, if you've if the, if the TV camp, you, you should be promoting your game the best you can. But um, but in terms of the actual TV deal itself, my first reaction was, what's What's the rush? I think there's still another two or three seasons left on this current deal to run, which is why I think, kind of in agreement with John, I think right now it would be madness to say, all right, okay, and agree to that deal because, you know, is, are, are the, is the terms the same? In real terms, it's actually a cut. Um, they'll be potentially giving out more but um, in terms of games, but in terms of, you know, inflation and whatever, the, the TV, it's a real terms cut to what they're actually offering just now. And I I, I think the, the likes of Apple and Amazon, you know, listen, I'm not a tech whiz kid. I don't know how it would all work or even brought, doing your own sort of TV deal ourselves. And especially, you know, there might be Asian markets now with the, the way that we're, um, you know, our signing policy, that could be something that's a possibility as well. So I just think, I think signing up to this, even if the TV deal was, was you know, double what they were offering right now, we're still it it's the equivalent to trying to rush to sign a player on a new contract when he's got three years left to run. I'm I'm not quite understanding the, the, mm-hmm. the insistence to renegotiate the terms And now, but the deal's not great. Sky are an awful broadcaster. I agree that you know any any I keep saying it, any um broadcaster that um tries to tell you Chris Boyd is their chief. Analyst, you know, that's a bad joke that's not funny. It was never, was, it's, you know, it's not <laughs> that the joke isn't funny anymore. It was never funny in the first place. Um, and then they wonder why, you know, a lot of supporters go down the, the streaming service um, or um, Firestick Avenue um, because we're, we're, we're not paying to, to watch garbage um, or be or, or a garbage production. So it's the only deal on the table now, as John says, that I'm aware of. But I think it'd be madness to, to sign up to it just now because we, we, we don't know what things are going to be like in two to three years' time. um, Might be better, might be worse, but th- th- this deal was not... It's not a great deal we're in just now, so the fact that we might not get the same deal again it doesn't really panic me in, in that respect, but everyone in Scotland, and that piece, from the from the governing bodies to the clubs themselves, ours included, may I add, um, and the broadcasters, all, if it was a school report card, I would be marking them all as must do better in terms of promoting Scottish football as a whole. Well,
0: I I think he's both outlined your points excellently there. Mm. Uh, I've took a wee bit there for you, Anthony, and I I actually didn't realise that we still had three years to run
2: on it, it might deal. not be as long as that,
1: Ross, but I think Aye, it's not like I think it's up to 24 25 season as the final mm-hmm. one, as you mentioned, Anthony. And again, you the, the point you made, Perth, is, is spot on. Like I said, the deal, the new terms of the deal they're offering in terms of monetary value, isn't much better than what we're currently getting? And mm-hmm. they're the, the obligate. as I said, they're the trying to push it as this better thing. By saying we're going we're going to do up to sixty games, but we're obliged to only do forty two, which is what they've been doing for years. Is showing the absolute bare minimum. If they if they if we accept the terms of this deal now, then we've tied ourselves into another fucking five year whatever it is contract with Sky. And we're getting absolute bare bones again. And it's no much better than the deal we're on currently, which is a problem. And when you see Sky, year in, year out, are constantly chucking mere and mere money at England, mere and mere money at the Championship, like I say, we're getting on... League One in England is getting as much as we are. When have you ever... How many League One games do you see in the telly? Uh...
2: Not many,
1: to be and, sure. And I look there's people in the comments as well have made some valid points, and they're like, if you can move to our subscription model, which is kind of the say what I think we should be doing moving forward. I know Anthony, you mentioned that that was kind of touted maybe ten or fifteen years ago, but technology is wasn't what it is now? True. Then that's and true. If you look at the again, I'll go back to the the sort of America because America, I've got it fucking sussed whether you I agree accept it or not. Every single game in America's top flight is shown on TV. To, and I know their population that far exceeds ours and they, 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 you're talking about like we've not got the population to sustain it there's other markets across Europe there's Celtic fans all over Europe there's Celtic fans all over the world Australia when you're tapping into markets like Japan for example when they don't have anything uh, and they're having to find alternative means to watch Celtic when they might be an interest there's, there's certainly it, or at least when you go to individual teams like Celtic, it's, it's not going to, the same rule as not going to apply to the like say a Motherwell or a Livingston or anything like that. And that's where the sort that's where you're 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 at a bit at a disadvantage because you can't really promote the teams the same way. But if you there has to be something has to be done about it because you can't continue to just accept low ball offers for Sky because they're the only deal on the table because they'll continue to take advantage of that by gainers nothing. And the SPFL need to stand, be a wee bit more resolute and stand firm and say, well, look, uh, why don't you need to up it? Like, day this, day that. But there, it, it doesn't seem like that's even the case. We're just staying absolutely hee haw. I think what one of the, I was, I was reading an article, I can't mind who it was by. I, I need to try and find the link. But they were saying that in Scotland, in terms of TV revenue, th- th- there's an estimate that they could make essentially £500,000 a week in terms of TV revenue. And by doing a subscription model, I don't, I, I don't know the math behind it or how they've done it or, or, or what it is, but like that, even that, and that money split between clubs in the in the top flight is is, is works out better long term than the Sky deal. I just, I, listen, Frank again, man, fuck's sake, listen. I know what you, what you said <laughs> earlier as well that you're like, I, I can't mind what the comment was, but I know I shook my head. I brought it up i literally just said, I know America's population is by far greater than ours and they can sustain it, but they've got a business model in place that benefits all the teams there. I'm not saying we're going to make 500 million off it, but we can we can damn sure do better than 30 million if they put their heads together and they start collectively trying to think a way of doing it better. Because if Sky aren't going to offer you any better than 30 fucking million a season, when, and you, I think you mentioned actually uh, it was... Who's gonna who's gonna pay money to see Saint Johnson play fucking Dundee United or whatever it is? Who's who's the fucks paying money in Romania to see Romania bottom division teams play? I can't even tell you the teams' names. But Romanian guys. I, but listen, <laughs> we're, we're, so far, we're so fucking far behind in terms of we've got we've got a similar population in Norway that exceeds us by about thirty million. Uh, Sweden about another fifteen million more than us. Uh, Denmark, 10 million more than us. And it's like, I know that we've not got the greatest of leagues, right? And I think that's the thing, but 30 million is taking the piss.
0: Listen, by the way, by the way you talk about it.
1: Yeah? I completely missed what you said there.
0: Uh, you said who's paying for it in Romania I said Romanian guys <laughs> Right. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, you uh, just about
2: the bit of Hearts
0: game first anyway. uh, <laughs> Listen You to could talk about this all night I feel a spin-off coming on Anthony and John <laughs> Doing a bit of the TV deal And all that Can kind you of hang? I think it would work really good I've enjoyed that chat I've not put much into it Because I'm again Quite happy to admit I'm not as clued up as you guys But We'll move on for that I enjoyed listening to you, um, We'll move on to the transfer rumours. Uh Obviously, there's been a wee bit of traction in the last couple of days of this. I'm going to give it a go. I'll do better on Stephen, hopefully. Hack Sabanovic. I think oh, I've maybe got that. That was tremendous. <laughs> I've been practising that all night. <laughs> Aye, so Hax Sabanovic. Uh, he's a left winger for Ruben Kazan. Uh, Anthony... I don't know a lot about them. Uh, do we need another winger? And and seems to like them. Uh, and I, I know you've alluded to it already, but I'm just going to ask you again anyway. Uh, if he comes in, there's, there's certain fans have said it could be it could spell the end for James Forrest. Personally, I don't think so. For one, the guy's a left winger. James Forrest, a right winger, who can play in the left. This guy, by all accounts, is a utility player. He can maybe play through the middle as well, but I think he'll generally be played on the left if he does come in. But, aye, do you think he's an R-Winger, and
2: do you think it spells the end for Forrest? Uh, not Forrest, no. No, absolutely not, mate, um, just for the reasons outlined. Um, in terms of, uh, to the to the untrained eye, I, I, I don't think it was necessarily an area we needed to strengthen in, but i have just been quite consistent in his um you know sort of conferences and speeches whatnot that it is still an area that he's looking to strengthen. And I know we've spoke about the you know, do we maybe need another striker as backup for Kyogo and um and Yakimakis. I don't know if we might he's maybe already at the club in that versatile role, like you say, because Maeda has played through the middle um a few times at Celtic and but it was a masterstroke the day that um he put him through the middle against Livingston. But obviously, Yakamakis and Kyogo are going to command spot, that spot most of the time. So how do you solve a problem like Ange? Well, it might just be you sort of give Maeda. Maeda is still going to prominently feature a lot right, out on the wing. But it could be that third option that we look at up front, plus you're bringing in another winger. And um, so you're, you're solving oh, by two the problems in one. Um, Brilliant. And then you know we know there's not a Yetis. If anyone's gone, if there's anyone who you would look that it probably would finish, it would probably be um, it would probably be Mikey Johnston um because you know you know like you say James Forrest isn't in, in, the, in the first team at the moment. Mikey's, Mikey Mikey Johnston's even further down uh, the pecking order. Um, Brown Warrior just sort of saying the same thing there. Um, so yeah, I would say that um, yeah, Mikey's days you know sadly for him are numbered. Um, I, I know this—that's this Mami or whatever his name is. Uh, Mami, uh, Mami, yeah. So that that might well be the, you know, if we are looking at a third, stri- an out and out third striker, that might be the, the, another option. But I just think if you're going to spend, and it sounds like it's a, a decent be outlay uh, for this right. uh, guy if he comes in, that might be what Andrew is thinking. He says, you know, he give almost promotes the wrong word because he's going to feature a lot regardless whether he's on, whether whatever position he's on the pitch, but it might be that you know, he classes Maeda as the third choice up front, and then there's more options um, on the wing for, for Haxabanovich.
0: I, I think you make a tremendous point there, by the way. I've never thought of it like that. And and to be honest with you, I'm not a, a huge fan of Maeda through the middle, but like you say, it it's not going to happen all the time. And mm-hmm. if we're talking like this guy's already signed, but I mean, if he does come in, he, he can play that role. I think it's an excellent point, Anthony. Mm-hmm. Uh, John, obviously, if if this guy comes in, it's similar to, like O'Reilly and Yens. he knows Starfelt for his time at Ruben Kazan. Uh, is there a pattern developing there, or do you think that's just a coincidence?
1: Hmm. I think it's coincidence at this point I, I, I right. like I say I, I'm happy to discuss transfer rumours and everything else but, but I mean it, it's, I take a lot of that with a pinch of salt anyway right. Um, right, I mean in, terms of, in terms of, of this guy uh, Haxabanovich I, I don't know anything about him I know he was touted as some sort of wonder kid uh, when he went to West Ham uh, didn't work out for him uh, he was meant to be the next big hang for Sweden uh, ended up uh, opting to play for Montenegro I think so, uh, I mean, it remains to be seen. I don't know anything about him, so I can't say whether or not he's going to improve the team, but if, if, if it is a genuine link and, and sees in minimum and if he feels the need for us to bring in another winger, then I, I think it certainly spells the end for Michael Johnson anyway, especially if he's predominantly left-sided. Um, There's a good point made about needing a certain amount of homegrown talent for uh, Champions League registration as well, which uh, mm. it certainly play a factor in who's, who's staying and who's going. Um, but I think that uh, the fact that he's going to bring in another wide player who is a wee bit more versatile says a lot that, uh, about some of the guys that will go there. I, I don't think, even as it stands now, Forrest is quite far down the petting order as well. And mm-hmm. I mean, I know he's, he's no longer like, signed a new deal in that, but listen, sometimes you just have to say, like, Tell it how it is. Um, I mean, you, you've got Jota, Maida uh, If you're bringing in another player, uh, you've got him. Um, you've got Abada. It, it it just isn't looking good for the guys. Uh, I'd imagine he's probably still going to keep him around anyway, like you say, because we we need to, we need to, the the names uh, Scottish players for registration. But aye, but it means to be seen. Like I say, I don't know anything about him other than what I've read and. The, the good old YouTube clips that make him make him look like Messi, but
0: I don't even look at YouTube clips anymore. Anyway. I just kind of get off of it. It's just it's and by the clips. way,
1: I've I've seen a couple of them, and <laughs> it, based on no clips, he actually looks like a cracking player. He he right. seems like he likes to run at players. He, he, he's quick. He's good with the ball at his feet. He can hit a ball. He can strike a ball on a baller. Mm-hmm.
0: But uh, it's just an it's, Ange type
1: eh uh, he seems to fit that mold certainly. Mm-hmm. um and like I, I mentioned that because I didn't realize they sent me that Spanish team um but, uh, but Corrado um I was quite excited by because it's somebody I've actually seen play and it's like I, I, I sort of knew who he was prior um mm-hmm. and it, like that kind of excited me but that didn't happen and then we're getting linked with this guy so but it means to be seen I, Anthony joseph came out today and said because there was a lot of tweets and all that flying about saying that uh he's in London for a medical and Daily Record had picked up on it and they were like, oh, he's going to be in for a medical in the next 24 hours." But then Anthony Joseph reported um, no long before we came on, actually, uh, that that is not the case and that we are one of like four or five different clubs and Ruin Kazan at this point have not agreed nothing and there's been no fees or nothing agreed or discussed. So, Aye.
0: Aye, I don't think way it's way. as far. I don't think it's as far down the line as it was reported earlier the day. But yeah. I mean, Anthony, you would touched on uh, the boy, May, My, whatever it is. Again, I thought it was My, 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 Mahi, Stephen Mahi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God I mean, knows how you pronounce it, but, but he he's a striker could could possibly come in. But again, I think if we were going to bring. I mean it's only a rumour like we say you take it with a pinch of salt but for purposes of debate if if we were to bring him in I think a yeti would have to go uh, this is, I'll, I'll put this to both of you. I'll come to you first Anthony Um, if we were to get in the next what is it 10 days to the window shuts if we were to get Hicks Hux, Hack Sabanovic my if it was financially viable by the way all of these Haxabanovich, my Barkley, all in the door, and we offloaded a Yeti McCarthy Julian. W- would you
2: be happy? Uh, no, we, I'd, we, I'd, be, I'd be delighted, mate. I, I, as I say, I don't aye. think the Barkley deals um, going to happen. Just as the boys touched on financially, I don't think it's a go, and I think there are English clubs interested in them. Um, on who? Sorry, uh, on Barkley, Alright. Uh, the other two, yeah. Th- th- listen, e- even if the transfer window was to shut tonight, I'd be delighted. I think this is a squad that looks mm-hmm. together, united, and are all you know aiming for the one, the one destination, which is you know back to the top of the league, and you know well, we are top of the league and maintaining that and trying to do our best in Europe. But um now that, uh, like you say, when you see these rumors, then they seem to accelerate. I think. Um, of those three, I would say Hakzabana, which is probably the, the most, it's got the most sort of potency to it so far. Um, in terms of the players you mentioned going out, I, I, I kind of always, more or less, just regard them as gone anyway. I don't see, you know, there would have to be some serious big. Um, it, oh, Stephen saying it's it's looking close to agreeing a deal, so like we say, it's looking it's looking pretty good. Um, the captain,
0: he's knuckles, like I said in the. The comments earlier in the chat. His knuckles are chalk white because he's still yeah. walking to their ends.
2: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, I think. Um, but I you check like, your phone I know. I know. No. no, no. no. Really big telling us to hurry up? To in. And, um, <laughs> Sorry, Anthony. What? I'm saying that there would be need to be some really bad for a Yeti to get back in the, the team, as oh, is God, Julian no. as well. Um, but, you know, I think Julian there potentially was a, a a space, but it all depends on if we brought in another centre half in the following week, Ange did. So, yeah, there's no really any way back for Julian as well. McCarthy, again, the addition of Moy, puts him further down the pecking order as well. And the only thing, maybe the homegrown thing, might keep him around. But, yeah, those three guys aren't going to feature much at all. Um, But I still think there will be action coming in the way as well at Celtic. Aye. I I mean, I, I don't want
0: Julian to... It's not that I don't want me to go. I think Julian's a good player. I think he will go now at this point. So, if we got, say, i am come to you here, John, if we got, say, a Yeti out the door, Julian out the door, maybe Mikey Johnston on a loan, eh, because Ange was in his press of the day saying that he he, he thinks Mikey Johnston an unbelievable talent, but he needs games. He can't even be offered that right now at Celtic. If we got the three out the door, maybe got Haxibanovic in. Again, I don't know. That's why. aye, that's my. I don't know, but if we got the two and maybe the three out, would you be quite happy going going forward for the the like the, the first half of the season up to January with what what we have at that? Right.
1: I agree exactly with what Anthony says. If you shut the window now, I'd be happy. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do think Ajayi needs to be offloaded. Uh, McCarthy needs to be offloaded. I think Michael Johnson's time's up. Uh, I'd imagine that there's probably a couple of other guys that I can't kind of think of right now as well that mm-hmm. just are supposed yeah. the requirements. Um, it looks like Julian's going to be that guy as much as it pains me to say because I do rate him. I still think he's a superb defender and I still think he's got plenty of offer regardless of what people are saying yeah uh, is but, better, buddy. <laughs> I, do, I do, I do, like Jens. Um, oh
0: man, I love him. Absolutely love he, he him. He definitely Daniel.
1: looks up to really. like. <laughs> and uh, I, listen. Um, it's, it remains to be seen what happens in terms of outcomes and incomings, But I, like, I fully agree, Anthony. I think that if we, if you were to close the window now, we'd be all right. Um, and then you'd see between now and then, obviously January uh, coming up. Uh, if there was any additional areas that you needed to strengthen. Um, and it gives them a few months for the for the team to sort of settle again. But, aye, I don't know what to say. But Stephen no, obviously no. put in there that, that we're a def- another defensive midfielder. I've seen...
0: Like what was it, Atzanovic or something like that. Atanas- Atan- Atanasov. Atanasov. No, aye. Yeah. I love but them I mean, we're if, saying if, all these weird names. I know, Stephen. Steve, <laughs> it's going to be
1: great, man. Uh, <laughs> listen, that it's it's the, the whole. The, it's a love hate relationship with me with transfer rumours because I like hearing the names coming up um, and finding out who these guys are. Uh, any new signing is obviously a bit exciting, but uh, at the same time, I believe absolutely he haw it. Uh, so,
0: Aye. I think I think we're all the same. We're all the same. Listen, I'm I'm realising that we're up to 20 minutes now. I didn't think I'd get 40 minutes out of this when I was sort of making my notes last night. But uh, we'll just move on. We'll move on to the weekend, the Hearts game come to yourself first John uh, just briefly how you think it's going to go and then obviously what we always do: your scoring lineup predictions
1: I think we are going to control the game as we usually do I think we're going to score at least four uh, I think there's a potential that we might concede one because uh, Hearts have been known to get a goal against us um, but I think we'll control the game I think we're going to win, I think it'll be comfortable Um Aye, so I'd say about four one, five one would be a reasonable result for me. You need and to be aye. exact.
0: Come on, you need to be exact. <laughs> I'll go five
1: I'll go four one then. 4-1. Uh, as for lineup heart and goal, Taylor on the left, Juranovic on the right, I think we'll start Jensen. Uh, <laughs> Carter Vickers in the center, as a center pairing. and I think Jens has kind of proven... It's been, I mean, he scored two goals in two games for us uh, and he's been solid and, and he's looking the part. And, and I know was just back and he got a goal, uh, but Jens is on fire at the minute. He kind of just take him off the boil, so I think he's likely mm-hmm. going to start. Cal um, Mack, I think we'll see... I don't think... If, I mean, I'd like to see if if attack is fully fit and ready, then I can see attack starting, but I, I suspect that Ange, based on previous or based on his, historically anyway, uh, that Hatati might be on the bench. So I, I suspect it'll be Turnbull or Riley uh, in front of Carmack and then uh, Maida, Kyogo, Jota as the front three.
0: Right. Uh, no much wrong with that team, kid. That's, <laughs> uh, in fact, uh, just to save a bit of time, other than Turnbull,
2: I've got Hatati in my team. Anthony, what about yourself? Uh, mine's is the same as John's, mate. Uh, same team that started last week. Um, But now you—you now that you've mentioned about the fact that, uh, that, that Atati was potentially fit last week, the fact that it's at home, very big chance he could feature. But just for... If I'm having to pick some, I'll go with, I'll go with the team John picked because that's what I had beforehand. Um, Aye. And for score prediction... I think it could be. I think obviously they'll be feeling the effects of their, their um, efforts for last night. Not a bad result, to be fair to the minis. Good result. Um, it's you know it's all, all we play for at, um, at Mordor. Many Mordors in a couple of weeks' time or <laughs> next week whenever they play. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I think That's we can Lord we Lord. can take advantage of that and just go and go and stamp our authority in the game. And I'll go for i um, I'll say three. Say three now, Celtic. Three now.
0: I, I, I mean I'm with you so ordinarily I I, would, I think it'll be a tough game but ordinarily I would say but a tighter score but I think hearts will have one eye on that return leg at home eh, next mm-hmm. week and I, I'm the same as John I'm, I'm going to go 4-1 and as i already to Hatati and the team instead of Turnbull and then just the, the usual that's been so far this season eh, but that sort of brings the, the pod to an end eh, mm-hmm. I'm going to in, the other guys, obviously Stephen and, and Wally, brought back the quiz the last couple of episodes. I'm going to steal one for Sky Bet, the Anthony Stone. I'm going to steal it for Anthony. Mm-hmm. The agree to, <laughs> I'm going to bring the agree to disagree in the night. Um, mm-hmm. There's a wee controversial one to start. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how it'll go down, but uh, we'll we'll go in. Um, so
2: actually got my, my, my
0: glass here for putting it in each each uh, <laughs> uh, Just for MD that's no scene they agree to disagree. Basically, I'll base- make a statement and then it's you'll either strongly agree, agree, disagree, or strongly disagree. So coming to you first, Anthony, mm-hmm. uh, Scott Brown <laughs> was a better player than Barry Ferguson. Strongly agree, agree, disagree, or strongly disagree.
2: And why that's, that's a real tough one um, I'm going to say agree I'm going to say agree but I would say maybe even purely on longevity um, and, and maybe how he resurrected his career a, a couple of times you know we thought Scott Brown was pretty much finished by the time um, by the time that, that, that Brendan came to the club and then he totally rejuvenated himself you know but I think I think um, but you can't take away anything that but that, that Barry Ferguson achieved in the game uh, at Rangers. And he went down and he had a bad injury at Blackburn, if I remember correctly. So he didn't really get the chance to, to shine too much down there. But I think he would have made a more than decent stab at, at a career in England for all that. I don't like him. Um you know, so, you know, especially the way he set his gang of Neds out to to injure our players against Alp when he was manager of Alwa. Um and I but I do think he does come away with some decent Points on the, on the wider game and you know how developing youth and stuff when he's on the radio, um, you can't take away his um, achievements on the pitch. You know he's a he's a treble winner at Rangers. He you know he captained them. He, I'm trying to remember. He, was it, he was still there when he got to Manchester? Didn't he? I think he played in Manchester. Um, so you can't take that away. But they're two different types of players You know it's apples and oranges. But purely, you know, you know. He's a quadruple treble one winning captain um, So you, it's it's very hard All I can say is When it comes to the the, the wind-up games There's only one winner in that one Aha, Nobody <laughs> better than Brown at that aye.
0: Eh, John, same to yourself
1: Yeah, I would say agree, but it, it, it might be closer Than uh, I think we think I mean, let's I fucking Hated Barry Ferguson, man um, didn't they like But you him can at all? appreciate like, how good I'm, he was but, Absolutely, uh, he, he, he was a great player, and as much as I hate saying it, I mean there's no denying it. But I think you can't you can't overlook a uh, Bruni's longevity, uh, the career he had, uh, and the accolades that he's won either. Uh, and I think crunch time, coming crunch time, it, it's, Bruni was better.
0: Mm-hmm. Aye. Well, me myself is going to get absolutely sin died on this podcast because I disagree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think, don't get me wrong, Scott Brown, what he done, was absolutely tremendous. He was an unbelievable captain for Celtic. Absolutely unbelievable. For me, Barry Ferguson an unbelievable captain for Rangers. I hated him. Mm-hmm. That says all you need to know, if, if a Celtic supporter hates a Rangers player, you know the most part he's doing his job. Uh, for me, the way I look at it, Paul Lambert went to Borussia Dortmund and won the European Cup. If Barry Ferguson had been Paul Lambert at Motherwell at that point and went to Borussia Dortmund, he could have done the exact same... He could have done the exact same job as what Paul Lambert done for that season. and With the exact same Dortmund team, he would have won the European Cup with that Dortmund team as well because he was up there with Paul Lambert. And For me, Scott Brown... Tenacious, a leader, but technically nowhere near as good as Barry Ferguson. But that's just my opinion. I'm going to get we're going to be a vote. I'm going to get voted after the podcast. We'll have a new member <laughs> next week. But hey ho, <laughs> we'll move on to the next one. Uh, interesting points here. This is actually really good. This uh, agree to disagree. I think it was a good suggestion. But uh, the next one, I'll come to you first this time, John. Uh, <clears throat> Gary Hooper would have scored more goals than Henrik Larsson had he stayed for seven seasons.
1: Mm. That is a tough one as well. Well, well, give you a couple of stats.
0: to maybe help you a bit.
1: No, no, because I'm I'm well aware that Hooper was right. on fire, and Sorry. like I said, if, if you if you gave him a full seven years and he maintained that level, then I, I think it's. But whether or not he would maintain that level is another question. Um, I think, though, I'll, I'll disagree. Um I like Tupa. I love put even. Uh, and, like I said, it was a machine in terms of scoring goals for us. But I, I, I think that, that that record would just be his reach. I don't think he'd be able to maintain that for seven years. Um, and for that reason alone, I'm saying no, I disagree.
0: Uh-huh. That's fine. And I... Very fair points. What about yourself, Anthony?
2: You know, funnily enough, <laughs> in pure goal-scoring terms, I, I I could possibly <laughs> agree that he, he, he possibly could have eclipsed it. What the, the absolute difference is is the, the, the all-round game that Henrik had. Henrik wasn't just a goal-scoring machine. He was an unbelievable football player as well. And he was, you know, he was loved by... And, and respected by the top top players in the world, they, they all knew how good he was. So, I'd, even if Hooper did break his record, um, I don't think he would be held in the same esteem, if if that makes sense. But if you were, it just put it purely down on on goal scorer that just just scoring goals. Uh, there's 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 every chance he, he could have. So, to sum up, but did you disagree there? No, you're, no, you're, I'm, I'm agreeing with the fact that if Hooper had stayed seven years, he, he could have ended up scoring more goals than him. I see it, Right. I mean, I think people don't get
1: it mistaken. We're not saying that Hooper was a better player than last oh, night. No. No. Absolutely not. In, in fact, not even close. But in terms of goals scored, aye. If he'd have maintained what he was doing for seven seasons, then aye. But I don't think that that would have happened. Which uh, is why. Well, I
0: for me, I've always, for a while now, been the opinion that if Gary Hooper had stayed for seven years, he would have outscored Henrik. But, I had a look at the, the their, their goals to games ratio and I'm not a numbers guy. I tried to work out the averages and I came up with that Gary Hooper would probably, if you go by averages, he would come up just short of that in the seven years. He might He might have been above average for the Mm -hmm. years Or he might have been below average For me, I've always said he would have But just going by actually sitting and thinking about it And having numbers in front of me I'm going to have to disagree that he would have outscored the King But Mm -hmm. it would have been a hell of a, hell of a close Mm -hmm. Uh, Finally, one more I'll come to you Anthony Mm -hmm. And I thought I would bring this one in Because it's quite current Uh It's quite... uh, and I'm, I'm really interested that I'm buzzing for it and I really hope it goes the way I want. But um, mm-hmm. Anthony Joshua will knock out Alexander Usyk tomorrow night. Disagree. You disagree? Uh, Why?
2: Um, I don't think he'll knock him out. I think there probably will be some way that he'll win it on TKO or something. I'm, a, I'm very... <laughs> I'm very suspicious of boxing. And I think now it's not necessary. I think there's lots of, I'm not saying everything's fixed by any means, but I think there's gentlemen's agreements in place, shall we say. Um, I don't think he's, he he might well win because it then sets up another, another bout or it get or it it makes, it makes Joshua come, um, it makes him have all the belts. And then that sets up the fight with Fury and all that. I think all of these things are negotiated. So it, I'm not the biggest boxing fan in the world um i I, I think but I, I think they'll probably find a way of making Joshua win but um really I really like, yeah you know, got to I, be set up I, I, I think a lot of these things are'm I, I, I'm, I'm I'm not I, I think it's I think boxing is is a bit like athletics now I think there's so much even even when you're seeing greatness, there you've, you've there's, there's been so many tales now of fights being flung or you know trainers being threatened. I'm talking maybe at the lower levels, but you know, it, you know it still happens the further up you go. And I think now it's all about making money rather than who can who can be the best. That's and exactly think, why it's been then staged in the Saudi. Uh, uh, yeah, it's a fair point as well, John. So I think Usyk Usyk versus Fury makes money. You see, uh, uh, Joshua versus Fury probably makes more because it's the it's the two you know the British fighters and all the belts ah. at hand. I can, I, You know I can I can yeah it's a boxing promoter's wet dream. So but the would
0: have to pay Usyk like a hell of a money to throw that fight. Yeah, uh, think Fury and Joshua to fight. you uh, you went, went into you Barry Ferguson realms there, kid. But, <laughs> but
2: I, I, I just think that, like, it, it, put it this way: if Joshua if, if he was to knock him out the more I would be shocked. If Joshua was to win tomorrow night, I wouldn't be shocked. But I I don't necessarily think it would be for all the... I don't think it would necessarily be legit. Because I think, sadly, boxing isn't at the moment. There's lots of boxing that isn't.
0: Aye. Hmm. Right, John, what about yourself?
1: Um, In terms of knocking him out, I I would disagree. I mean, I I, I believe that... uh, (laughs) As Joshua definitely has the ability to knock him out, he's definitely got the power to knock him out. And that, anybody questioning that's doesn't he watch boxing and hasn't he ever seen Joseph, Anthony jo, uh, Joshua fight? Um, but Usyk's—he's uh, he's a tough guy. He's no lost yet. He, he can take a punch. He, he sh- he's shown that numerous times, uh, and he, he is in his own right a superb boxer. Um, I think Stephen hasn't got a fucking clue what he's talking about by saying Joshua, <laughs> Joshua is not a great boxer because if you actually watch Joshua's boxing ability, he, he <coughs> very, very sound. He's not um, as great
0: as some, but he is has, he has still a great no, boxer. I, I'm
1: not saying he's the greatest boxer ever, but he's a good, good boxer. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of questions surrounding his chin and Usyk might be able to take advantage of that. He, 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 he clocked him a couple of times in the last fight. Um, but I, I, I don't think he's going to knock him out. But I think Joshua's got the ability to win the long game, absolutely. Um, Stephen's last comment there as well. Like, uh, what was it he said? Ruiz, Ruiz made oh, where is it? Ruiz, Joshua look easy. And then what happened in the second fight, Stephen? Uh, Joshua completely bossed him outboxed him. I bet in, re- in,
0: in the first fight, he did I don't think he made him look easy. He caught him one and Aye, Joshua he, never recovered, but Josh, he would never Josh ever. He was recover. never out going to outbox Joshua.
1: No, and, and and listen for 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 large portions of that fight as well, Joshua was in control, uh, but he got caught flush and, and he leaves his cell too open sometimes, uh, mm-hmm. and that and, and Ruiz took full advantage of that and punished him, uh, and mm-hmm. rightly so. I mean, like if if if, if a boxer <coughs> like that's leaving himself open, then and especially in the heavyweight division, you can't do that. Uh, but I, if, if if Joshua boxes and and, and it, it, it might not be entertaining to watch. Uh, because you want to see a slugfest, but if he boxes, then it, it, it could be a good, it could be a very close fight.
0: Aye, well, for me, I, I'm hoping be on top, so I'm going to say I, I agree That they will knock him out because I absolutely love Anthony Joshua. I followed his career On the road. Uh, I think he's a, he's got a puncher's chance for me if he gets that ruthless straight back that he had in his early fights when he turned professional. Then it's possible and it's it's almost his career is riding on this the tomorrow night i think he has to go for the knockout because for me i watched the first fight i i, I don't see him outboxing usick I, I really don't see it I, and I think i think joshua off the back of the first fight he knows that now that he probably he, he, he probably won't outbox him i think he he has to be he has to push him back with his jab and then it'll open him up and like a quick couple of jabs, two jabs really quick and it'll open him up and then just really be ruthless and go for it at any time it opens up because he has to take him out. And I think if he if he can do that, he, he can take him out inside six. But, I mean, all that said, Usyk is a class boxer and like you've alluded to, John, he's got a channel on and he's proved that he can take a punch it's up in the air, it's a close fight the only thing that annoys me is I want to hate Yusik but I don't (laughs) (laughs) and it it, it makes it it's a really appealing fight but it makes it less appealing than what a Fury Joshua would fight would be because I absolutely despise Fury I would love Joshua to take his Mm. head clean off but anyway, so to sum up I agree Uh, He'll knock him out in one night, please. But anyway, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Uh, have you enjoyed it, boys?
2: Oh, absolutely! We've done put the world to rights. We've done Angie's tactics. We've uh, discussed the economics and football, and uh, I've claimed that boxing's just WWE these days. So, uh, yeah, but <laughs> all in all, decent show. <laughs> what about yourself, I, uh, John?
1: I've enjoyed it as well. It's I I very rarely get the opportunity to come on on a Friday, so it's good to good to be able to come on uh, at the weekend uh, and enjoy a wee drink. Bye. And it's I it's the been discussion. a bloody day. sorry. I I've loved the discussion. It's been it's been really good. Aye,
0: it's been really good. I've enjoyed enjoyed listening to you talk about the the Sky deal on that as well. Went on a Aye. wee bit longer than I thought, but but so did the whole podcast. An hour and forty <laughs> minutes, were' for it? Apologies I know, for can that. I just,
1: Listen, we've, we've actually maintained for the course of this uh, in excess of 50 viewers the, the entire hour 40 minutes. So I just want to thank everybody that sticks with us and continues it to put up. The, uh, it, it, listen, it's it's amazing that you guys are, are still here uh, and we appreciate it. And uh, thanks to everybody who, who gets involved in the chat. Thanks to everybody who's subscribed and become a member uh, in the end of the for 99p a month. Means the world to us. It's only a small amount of money, but it adds up over time, and, and it allows us to sort of improve the product we're putting out, um, like get a, a proper webcam and stuff like that. New <laughs> curtains. I <laughs> uh, <laughs> and 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 mind, keep keep on talking, get involved in the the super 6 thing. Ross has put time in to set mm-hmm. that up. We're going to discuss it every Monday, uh, and we'll try and get a wee prize sorted for the winner uh, at the end of the season as well. Um, so keep on top of that. Get yourself involved if you're not signed up yet, because it's still very early days. You'll still get every chance, if, especially if you're really, really good at it, uh, getting on and, and putting yourself back at the top of leaderboards. Uh, but I I just wanted to say thanks to everybody.
0: Aye, aye, and uh, again, like and subscribe if you haven't already. But I I've really enjoyed hosting the night. Had a good night. I've nearly done a bottle of prosecco. Thanks to everybody for watching, <laughs> commenting. MD, that's uh, a member or a new member, thanks very much. And uh, good luck on Sunday to Angie's boys. Good luck to Big AJ the more night. And we'll see you all on Monday. Ta-ta.